Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, Uninhibited. Uh, actually, I meant to say All Quarantined Up. <laughs> um, God, we're still in the middle of this goddamn virus and... and uh, it's we can see the the effects of it sorry with me always is my buddy josh how are you doing josh well your intro got me in that mindset i was like i don't know what we're talking about um i'll tell you man i've i've seen better days um i'm good physically i'm not ill but i'm just irritated I'm yeah. irritated. I'm so irritated. Uh, just a lot of things, a lot of different variables. Um, but yeah, I'm here. How are you yeah. doing? Same, honestly, same. I, I've I've hit the peak now where my anxiety is now constantly in my chest. Uh, so that's always fun. Um, my, yeah, uh, yeah I, I had an anxiety attack on Sunday, Monday. Trying to remember what day it was. No, it was Saturday. My bad. It was Saturday. And uh, um, for the whole week, I felt my chest like super tight all the time. And I was like, why? Like, why isn't this going away like it normally does? Um, so I did some research. Now, of course, this is self-diagnosed. I haven't seen a doctor or talked to a doctor, but... Uh, I've done many, many different websites that do like, hey, list your symptoms and we'll give you an idea of what might be wrong. But just keep in mind, this isn't a diagnosis. And it always comes down to one of two things, high blood pressure and anxiety. So I've accounted it. I had two problems. I have high blood pressure and anxiety. And at the same time, it feels like there's a vice on my chest. So I'm back on my diet. The um the the intermittent fasting. Oh, okay. Um, because that'll help with the high blood pressure. Um, but the uh the anxiety part, I just need to find my center again, and I I won't have them as often. Uh, before before the apocalypse, um. <coughs> <laughs> Uh, I was in a really good headspace. I like, I was like, oh man, I'm starting my credit and I'm getting my license. And then like everything went to shit and I just didn't care. So anxiety was even more. I was like, man, if my parents get this, you know, that I doubt like my mom will survive it. Yeah. And uh, so it's just been a lot of stress. And I know that like with the fucking car situation, the, the transmission, like it's just, nothing's been easy. Um, so it's becoming increasingly more uh, common for my anxiety to spike. So I need to find that center. I need to get back to a good headspace. And I've been practicing my meditation that I used to do. 
and that's been working. I haven't had an anxiety attack since Saturday. So I think things are going to be on the up and up, but every day I look at, look at, you know, the internet and I'm just like, Oh, another idiot. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the main source of my irritations. All these uh, armchair medical experts and lawyers, uh, but their stupid posts and their stupid rationale, for lack of a better term, uh, the anti-mask protesters and the people who are saying, oh, the government's a tyranny, they're trampling and taking away my liberties. Um, you know, my dad said to me when I was a kid, Josh, I go, why do I have to take history class? I don't learn anything from it. And he said, well, the reason we learn history, Greg, is because we don't want to make the same mistakes we did in the past. Um, it would seem that nobody else got this fucking lesson. Yeah, obviously, because apparently as I was looking into it during the 1918 to 1920 uh, Spanish influenza pandemic, this same shit was happening then. Um, yeah. And and it's 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 a conversation that we've had, uh, and I've had with other people. You know, when the question comes up, is the world just getting crazier? No, everybody's always been fucking stupid. We just now have the ability to see it in real time, twenty four seven. Yep, yep, that's exactly what it is. And I, 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 it, it makes me just sad because humans are capable of so much potentially mm -hmm. and but here's the thing we can only move as quickly as the slowest members of our society and these fucking knuckle dragon mouth breathers are fucking it up for the rest of us yeah it's frustrating but on the uh, what you know what's frustrating Greg people Saying like, oh, I can't wear a mask. I have a medical condition. And HIPAA says yeah. that I don't have to tell you about it. No, fuck you. If you can't wear a mask because of a legitimate medical condition, you're not going to be trying to walk in to a fucking grocery store to purchase your private supplies, Karen. You're just fucking not, yeah. you know, because you're going to fucking take this seriously. This is bullshit that people are using, ordering these little fucking cards off the Internet saying, I have a medical condition. You know what? I've got a medical condition, too. Um, but do you see me leaving the fucking house? No. You're just inconvenienced, and you don't like it. Get the fuck over yourself and pull your head out of your ass. Because private businesses have always had the right to refuse service to anyone not following by their rules. I saw a great uh, little uh, meme last night that made me laugh. I told my dad, I said, uh, hell have no fury like a white person inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the, all these people that are getting angry are the same people that think mayonnaise is too fucking spicy. Right. And they probably put raisins in the potato salad for the oh, fucking pot. Okay. What? Why? Well, that made me more upset than anything else today. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. The The argument that I've seen this morning, I saw one from an anti-vaxxer on a friend's post. She's oh, like, Lord yeah, because there's a meme going out there uh, that started circulating since, I guess, yesterday evening. Um, 
stating the CDC's guidelines for reopening schools. Now, these are guidelines. They're not mandates. They're guidelines, and it's based on a per-community basis, as in a very rural area like mine is not going to have as stringent as guidelines to follow as, say, a public school in fucking Brooklyn, you know? Right. Um, It's not a paint-by-numbers, one-size-fits-all kind of scenario. And, you know, it's left up to the superintendents of each district. But these people, they're like, oh, God, this is impossible. They're never going to be able to do this. But this anti-vaxxer made a comment on this post saying, you know, it's bad enough that I've had to fight year to year uh, to avoid injecting my children with toxins just so they can get an education. And now this. She's like, they can't wear a mask for eight hours a day. That much of breathing in their own exhaust is harmful to their immune system. Good Lord. I'm sorry, but a surgeon's mask? I've seen doctors that have had to work entire shifts for eight fucking hours with those masks on. Um... They're breathing in a little bit of their own exhalation with the carbon dioxide. No surgeon has ever been in the middle of a surgery and all of a sudden, oh shit, too much CO2 and then just rammed a scalpel through a patient's fucking heart and killed them. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people don't think of that kind of thing. Like, it's always funny whenever I see a new thing or somebody tells me about a new thing, like, I got I got accused recently of being too analytical because I, I do that. Like I'll sit there and point. I'll, I'll give you an example. I won't say who and what and where just because I don't want to expose them or whatever. But uh, exposed. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, somebody was uh, telling me today that they had seen something on the internet about six hundred doctors um, uh, signing a petition to get the country to reopen because, and I quote. They want to, uh, or they're concerned that these people are too afraid to go see their doctors during a pandemic, and they might have conditions. To which my 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 mind immediately went, if they if they're if it's that urgent, doctors are allowing or are seeing patients first off. Secondly, um, it's it's postponed if it's not urgent, mm-hmm. because if the person is is susceptible to catching the virus or is. Uh, you know, like if they do catch it, it could be very, you know, bad for them. They're going to avoid it entirely. Um, yeah. It's and 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 here's the other thing about doctors: you can get a doctorate in a number of fields that are not medicine. Exactly. So how many of these quote unquote six hundred doctors have signed it that aren't in medicine? Let's also talk about how many fucking doctors there are in this country. Exactly, and also. If any medical doctor has signed that, dollars to donuts, they're fucking private practice and not working for a hospital or a clinic. If they have their own practice and they're losing money. I'm sorry, but no, I don't buy that a bit. No, neither do I. But that's my point is like when when I pointed all this stuff out that, you know, the person I was talking to was just like, yeah, yeah, you, you have a point. But I, you know, I didn't think any, any of that, and I'm just like, how do you not think of that kind of stuff? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. It legit confuses me when that is brought up because that should be everyone's first go. Is is 
you know, what is this in relation to and, um, you know, sussing out the bullshit from the not bullshit. Like, it just doesn't, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. And I don't get how people buy into conspiracy theories so quickly and so easily and accept it at face value and then turn around and tell you, you should question everything or else you're a sheep. Yeah. That, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, you know, the guy yeah. at Costco deserves a fucking raise. You know, really, really he does. Hell, every, every, yeah. every retail worker right now deserves a raise. Uh, you know, <laughs> fast food workers, grocery store employees, anybody out there that's been working through all this that has been deemed essential. Well, all of the fucking politicians were saying they weren't essential prior to that and refused to up the minimum wage. Well, it's about time they fucking did it uh, because shit would not have gone down had people just everybody stayed home. You know what's really interesting to me, Josh, is that a lot of these people that are sitting there saying this kind of stuff and, and, you know, these Karens and and, uh, Kevins, as they're called on the internet. um, And the tactical Timmies. Tactical Timmies. They wouldn't be doing this if our fucking government had had, uh, systems in place to help its citizens during a pandemic. Oh, my God. Yeah, if Nobody only somebody had left behind a playbook when they left office three <laughs> years ago. No, no, Trump's new fucking uh, secretary, whatever the fuck she is, I don't remember her what her title is. Um, did you see what she did recently? Just, I just asked. It's... I try to ignore anything from that administration because it's all bullshit. It is. Uh, she she's a spin doctor, but what she did that made me laugh was uh, she went up on stage about um, with a piece of paper that was about half the size of like a regular piece of binder paper. And on it, it said um, it was Obama's quote unquote pandemic playbook. And it was just two pieces of paper stapled together. And then she goes, this is the playbook that uh, Trump and his administration put together. And it was like two thick binders. And everyone's just like, do you expect us to really believe what you just showed? Because you showed two binders. You must really think were that they, people are like, huh? Were they Lisa Frank binders? And did I it have mean, fucking... Oh, my God. I'm telling you, man. One of them that just has fucking uh, J- uh, Joe Exotic on it. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, it's, just, it's frustrating, man. I, <sighs> but there, yeah. uh, there, is some, there is some positive in the light. I, I, there's something I want everyone that listens to this podcast to go watch. Uh, John Krasinski, he has a, uh, a, a weekly show called Some Good News Every Sunday. It's it'll make you feel better about the world. Trust me. Um, there's so much about it that is wonderful and great, and and I've been wanting to my, my mom to watch it because she's been going through some anxiety. Like she's so scared of catching it that she um, she won't have our dogs go to the vet for their yearly checkup. Like we got to wait until it, she feels it's safer. Um, so some good news. Yeah, if you search some good news on, on YouTube, you'll find the John Krasinski show. And there's five episodes now, and it always makes me feel better. And, and it showed, it highlights some of the good stuff going on around the country. And um, and then there's, you know, like all the time on Twitter, like I see people doing great things and, and work, you know, and, and trying to ever help everyone get past this. And 
sure you have a, a small percentage of the people that are being fucking complete douchebags. You really do. Um, but oh, beyond douchebags, I mean, they're they're douche nozzles. They're fucking douche canoes. I mean, yeah, I ass holes. <laughs> but here's the thing: when that guy at Costco did what he did, he got absolutely shit on. Like oh, of there course was no, he did. Yeah, like hundreds, if not thousands of people were just like, this guy's a complete douchebag. And not very many people were defending him. Uh, my favorite defense, my favorite defense, would crack me up, was like, well, he, he does have a point. It's his right to not wear a mask or not. But it's also Costco's right. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, Nobody cares. I mean, he's, he's technically right about his right to not wear one. We all know. We all get it. Like we we understand how that rule works in the in this in this country. I hate that. It's always like oh, that. Well, I do too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically it is his right to choose to not wear a mask, but at the same time, one hundred percent within the right of the manager of the company he's representing, whose policy it is, you must wear a facial covering in here to shop here, to refuse his service and you know show him the fucking door. So. You know, it's it's semantics. It's fucking so stupid, man. Yeah, whenever somebody's like, uh, well, what happened to freedom of speech? Freedom of speech is not freedom of consequences. Yeah, and freedom of speech is only... The only thing where freedom of speech applies is if the government punishes you with imprisonment for something you said. Right. That's all freedom of speech is. It doesn't mean, oh, look, I'm a racist and I don't like these brown people that live next door to me. Let's call them horrible slurs. Yeah, you can do that, but people are free to beat the shit out of you afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Like it, what what makes me laugh is is uh, I mean, of know, course, that's an assault charge, but still, if it's provoked by racism, I say you let it go. But I'm not a lawyer either, so. <laughs> right. That's uh, neither am I, and we're not doctors either. We're just, you know, we're trusting of doctors because, well, they have they did the study, they did the. That's the thing. I'm I'm also listening to viro viro virologists. Jesus Christ, virologists, epidemiologists, fucking medical professionals, anybody that has spent thousands of dollars and thousands of hours studying and understanding and learning about a subject. And then also affecting places like the World Health Organization and the CDC, where they spend billions a year in research. You're goddamn right. I'm going to take their word over fucking my high school friend that I haven't talked to in person in 20 years that got C's in fucking science class only because they cheated and copied off of other people uh, or they probably would have failed. I'm going to listen to the fucking CDC and the World Health Organization and a medical professional 100% of the time over that asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, uh, I'm using that asshole as not anybody specific. It's a generalization, you know, for anybody listening and thinking, wow, who's he talking about? I'm just talking about <laughs> examples that I'm seeing in the media. Yeah, exactly. It's It's... Man, it's it's not hard. It's really not hard, and I don't understand. I just honestly don't get it. Like, why, 
why did we all collectively choose to use these these things that give everyone a soapbox everyone not everyone deserves a fucking soapbox for christ's sake no somebody some of these people just need to eat the fucking soap <laughs> i mean how do you know they don't shove the box up their ass yeah uh, anyway I wanna, let's let's go ahead and move on to some some uh more yeah enough of my bitching so i wanted to tell you about something that i thought was really funny have you ever heard of h3h3 and or keemstar I have, yes. Okay. So I don't really like either one. Uh, Keemstar is a massive, massive piece of shit. I mean, he has shown his true colors time and time and time again when it comes to uh, hating on other YouTubers or just use, uh, using other YouTubers' anxiety and, and, and uh, private life for his own personal gain. Um, it makes me very angry because a lot of the time it's it it's not something that needs to be public and could be privately taken care of between the two YouTubers. But of course he has to make money off of it. Oh yeah. So, um, I, and I hate him. Like he, he's literally said publicly, he doesn't believe in mental illness illness. He says, mm. uh, he one time on Twitter was like, if you're ever feeling anxiety, there's a simple solution. It's called take a sip of beer, uh, mm. which is the absolute worst fucking advice you could possibly give. Um, I, mean, I imagine Ooh, it's worse, but it's better that or you know, kill yourself. Uh, you know, that's pretty Rich, bad. He has said he has. Oh, said what a charming ray of sunshine this asshole is. Yeah, he's he's a guy. It makes guy. you wonder how how much of this is a persona and how much of it is really him. But if somebody does it long enough, they become that persona. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like. I know for a fact that Keemstar has helped a few other people from time to time with their mental illness in terms of helping them out of shitty situations where they wanted to commit suicide or something like that. But when you start posting what you call news, you don't do research. You accuse a man of being a pedophile because of a picture you found. And then when proven wrong, you do apologize, but you don't tell your, like, you don't make it clear to your fans to stop, to stop harassing him. This man was seriously like a year later, still getting death threats for being a pedophile, even though it wasn't him in the picture. Right. Um, his name is Tony. He does runescape streams. And, uh, he posted in 2017 that he was still getting death threats to which Keemstar then replied and was just like, Go fuck yourself, Tony. Like, this is not my problem anymore. Like, shit like that. I was just like, wow. Uh, but then here's the kicker. Here's the funny part. I found out recently uh, because of this thing I'm about to get into that happened recently um, that Tony is actually like a massive homophobe and um, he, he uh, gatekeeps the RuneScape community. Like, huh. there's there a couple uh, streamers that I found out that were that they, they wanted to do RuneScape because they loved playing it when they were kids. So they started streaming it as adults and they're gay, to which then he, you know, tried to kick them out and ostracize them for being gay. And they the had a guy like, that was supposedly a pedophile but wasn't, turns right. out he is a homophobe. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. cool. All right. Well, we should have just let all the attacks happen then. <laughs> yeah, you know, just a, this is this is what I say. It's okay to hate somebody, but hate them for the right reasons. Right, right. That's that's exactly my point. Well, um, so so back to Keemstar. Like he's just done a ton of shit, um, and uh, it's not really co like uh, it's not really 
new new news that he's a piece of shit. So Ethan uh, from H three H three is is irritated by a bunch of people that keep attacking him. So he does a series of videos to like showcase how shitty these other stream these other YouTubers are and that get no attacks. Mm-hmm. He does a forty five minute video on Keemstar. Wow. And in one of the parts, I find this kind of shitty, but I I know why Ethan did it. Uh, do you remember a streamer by the name of Etika? Vaguely. Um, there was something got, happened with... He killed himself. He threw himself off the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened just last year, yeah. Um, uh, he was only, what, like 25, 26, pretty young? Something like that, yeah. Um. Ethan starts talking about how Keemstar uh, would ridicule and make fun of and uh, tease Etika at different with, with different things um, to the point where uh, Keemstar's fan base would sit there and, and make fun of Etika, which was a detriment to his mental health. Um, this was Ethan basically accusing Keemstar of being a reason for why Etika killed himself. Two things. It's not the direct reason why Ed, why Etika killed himself. No, uh, there were a lot of factors, including and, me- and more importantly, me- just mental health in general. Yeah. Um, Keemstar didn't help. That I can fucking almost one hundred percent guarantee. Um, yeah, I'm sure I, there's a degree of the things that he was saying and doing that helped exacerbate the situation absolutely he is not the sole and only reason and of the result um now here's my problem ethan has a podcast h3s3 podcast yeah i've heard of it never listened to it i don't ever want to listen to it because it's it's basically on par with like the joe rogan podcast yeah um not well, a fan. Just, right, neither am I. Not by a long shot. Um, he, uh, Ethan has said a lot of fucked up shit on that podcast. A lot of fucked up shit. Like, you could, you could fucking scan through his entire catalog and be like, oh my god. Like, it's not good. He has made fun of people for having mental illness or having mental breakdowns on that podcast. He has done tons of shit like that. In my mind, Josh... I think both H3H3 H3 or Ethan and Keemstar kind of shitty people. I mean, Keemstar way more shitty than, than Ethan, but not, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's neither here or there. Um, so when I see Ethan make this 45 minute video attacking Keemstar and then Keemstar makes a fucking 15 minute video defending one aspect, which was the Etika stuff. And I'm sitting there going like, man, you guys are just using Etika as a goddamn weapon. The man is dead. This is hella hella disrespectful. Um, uh, I wasn't, I I don't know Etika. I didn't watch his stuff. I didn't, I just knew of him because of a few memes. Uh, Hell, to be honest, I didn't even know how to pronounce his username until recently. I was like, oh, it's Etika. Got it. I thought it was Etika. Um, but, uh, to kind of utilize a man who killed himself's name as a weapon to attack the other person kind of fucked up. Um, oh, I agree. And then on t- on top of that, 
because they're both attack. They both po- posted a video today, by the way, attacking each other. Um, they are losing subs left and right. They are literally Good. destroying each other because they have a beef. And I just sit there and I'm like, yes, fucking destroy each other. Yes. Let it, let it fucking feel like just, oh, it's so good. It's so delicious. And then there's a few other fucking shitty also YouTubers that are like, I'm going to dip my hand in this and talk about it. And then they're losing subs. I'm just like, y'all can keep fucking being toxic to each other. It's hilarious to me. Oh, man. <laughs> it's pure entertainment to me because it's, Again, it's it's uh, it's shitty people destroying each other, and I'm gonna yeah. continue enjoying that. Oh yeah, I, and, and and things like that just add to my level of irritation. Fair enough. And you know, ta- talking about mental health, I mean, I've been struggling with my own in recent weeks and months, and I've talked to you about that off air. I'm not putting any details out there, but let's right. just say my mind has been going to some pretty dark fucking places. You know, um, I did speak to my doctor, uh, again, and this time they agreed to up the dosage of my medication. Uh, of course that, that was the start of last week. So it's been a week and a half and it takes minimum three weeks to see changes. Um, you know, they want to give it a whole month to see how I'm doing a month from now. And, you know, I'm, I'm having bad days. I really am. And, you know, it's usually things beyond my control that get me frustrated, but it's things that I can semi control that I'm getting angry at. Like, okay. I know that, there's a high probability that I'm going to see something online. If I go online, it's going to just piss me off. But yet I still choose to go online. That's the risk that I'm taking. You know, right. I can choose to not engage with these people. Uh, Unfortunately, I still am. Uh, And, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. Uh, sometimes you just get so fed up with seeing stuff. You're just like, look, that's not how this shit works. What the fuck? But, you know, I don't well, usually, you know, and I, I get where you're coming from because I, I do, I do the same thing. I have to take a break from social media from time to time just because I see fucking idiots on there. And I'm like, oh my God, like it, it spikes my anxiety and all that kind of shit. However, I do want to point something out. I think that there are positive angles in all of this. Uh, for example, um, nobody, and I mean nobody, is defending Peter right now for what they did. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that showed you the, that, right? the the Animal Crossing thing. Yeah. Uh, well, that was just dumb. <laughs> but it's 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 nice to know that there's a lot of people out there, more people than not. Uh, just like, what the fucking hell, Peter? You're so dumb. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first time they've done something stupid like that. And for people that are not in the know, they're listening. PETA had a bunch of people create accounts and, or create characters in Animal Crossing, uh, New Horizons. 
Uh, you may have heard of it. It's a pretty fascinating and wonderful game that came out this year. It's also um, the fastest and highest selling game on the Switch at this point. Yeah, yeah. These people all stormed the museum. Now, in every Animal Crossing game, there's a museum in the town that you live in. And there's a curator named Blathers. He is a, an owl. And there's always been a section for insects, a section for fossils, and a section for fish and other aquatic life. And you can build your aquarium up and your uh, insect habitats and your fossil collection, curate them. You find them and you take them to the museum and you learn a little, a little nugget of information about that particular thing. PETA stormed the museum and had all of their people. They're like 20, 25 people at least. And they're like, fish are friends. Release the fish and this and that. You know, you just saying that it was a horrible thing to keep these fish in these aquariums. They're fucking lines of code. They're <laughs> not, not real that. fucking fish. Not only that, what makes me laugh so hard is that when they were being criticized and people were just like, so you went out of your way to buy eight switches, um, at least oh, eight switches, eight copies of the game. Cause you only have eight on an Island at a time. Uh, that's right. Eight. Okay. Um, and uh, you had at least one person go and catch enough fish to have the upgraded fucking museum. And then y'all downloaded the fucking like PETA shirts. And then, you had somebody on the island put up signs that said, um, uh, f like, fish belong in the ocean, and then a different sign that said PETA. Because here's the thing about that game. The owner of the island is the only one that can place stuff on the island when nobody's there, when the yeah. gates are closed. So those signs that are up in the fucking video were put up by somebody who owns the fucking island. Yeah. And people are just like, so yeah, you did this. We can clearly see that. We know how this works. And you can only go onto somebody's island if you're a, a friend of them or have their Dodo code. Yeah. Um, they keep saying that they're quote-unquote raiding islands. And everyone's just like, fucking who? Your friends? Because that's clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, you know, the, the same organization, PETA, they went after... Warhammer a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over the fucking wolves, like space wolves or some shit, um, saying that using them in simulated combat was harmful. I'm sorry. They're a little, they're, it's fiction represented by a plastic fucking miniature in a wargaming <laughs> scenario. It's not real. <laughs> Are you that desperate for attention, Peter, that you have to make yes. shit up? They use a lot of their donation money to put towards publicity stunts. All advertising, but it's just publicity stunts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've attached Pokemon with every new release. Every new release they've attached. Yeah, Pokemon. because, you know, we all know that Pokemons are all real and endangered species in fucking Japan. It's so, it's so weird that they waste their money attacking things that like, they, like i don't i don't get it it's so fucking bizarre 
I just think it's really funny you, also that they you want to do good. You want to do good, PETA? Create fucking recovery and rehabilitation habitats for wildlife. There you go. No, what they'd rather do is is have a basically a kill shelter with a one percent adoption rate. That's mm-hmm. what they'd rather have. Um, so do you know the the uh, the um, artist uh, DJ Cutman? Yeah, they used his music in that video. <laughs> oh my! But here's the thing: DJ Cutman wants to make sure that all of his music is not copyright free per se. But like, if a streamer or a YouTuber decides to use it, that they cannot be copyright struck, stricken, struck, struck, whatever. Copyright stricken. Um, he wants to make sure of that. So, unfortunately, due to the copyright that he has signed to, he cannot go after Peter for using the music in that clip. But he did make point to go be like, so since Peter used the video, the uh, used my music in their video, does that mean I'm canceled now too? <laughs> oh man. Everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, you are, DJ. You're canceled now. <laughs> like, just fucking with him. Yeah. Oh, it's funny as hell. Speaking of DJ Cutman, did I tell you that the first time I ever got a large uh, turnip uh, uh, outcome was because of him? You did not. Yeah, it was. Um, I was sitting down on the couch and I, I had bought like a shit ton of turnips. By the way, for anyone that doesn't know, in Animal Crossing, there is a thing called the stock market uh, where you buy turnips and throughout the week they change in price twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you uh, buy they low, can go, sell high. Yeah, it's it's very simple stock, stock market, but they call it the stock market, stock with an L. Um, anyway, on, on those like a Wednesday or Thursday, he had it was like 400 and some odd dollar or bells per turnip. And he had a go, uh, dodo code on his Twitter. And I hopped on. Oh yeah. You, I remember you told me about that. And I I was like, I've never seen them go for more than, you know, like one eighty or something. And then I remember one day, um, Michelle had a lot of, uh, turnips and she was looking to sell and yeah. Hers you, were selling for like four hundred and some, but it was Mosswood, the, I believe the market the market the market closed because of the time difference. And I was like, "Well, I time travel. Let me fuck around." And then I was able to get them <laughs> for nearly five hundred. And it's like, "Hey, I can do this all day, you know." So just come here. So you know, some people profited, <laughs> made yeah. about six or seven million bells. It was awesome. It yeah, the first cool. the first time it was outside of like uh, a different island and time travel and yada yada. It was just like somebody said blah blah. So yeah, but I went to his. I, I felt bad because I, I I text him first or messaged him on Twitter like, "Hey man, is it cool if I come over? I saw your tweet. Just want to make sure it was all right." And he didn't respond to me for a long time. And I was like, "It's been twenty minutes. I'm just gonna pop on over." And I did, and I sold uh, the first like batch, and then I gave him a pretty generous tip. It was like five hundred thousand bells. Um, Mm -hmm. no, it was a hundred thousand bells was the first tip. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had like, I had two more trips. So I went back, got, got more, came back and, uh, and then I, I messaged in game. I was like, I got one more trip and I left and I came back and I left him like half of the money I made on that third trip. And I said, thank you so much. Thank you so much. He was like, holy shit. Like you gave me a lot of money. Thank you. Like, I was like, no, thank you. 
later that night, it was like hours after it had happened. I noticed that he messaged me back and was like, hey, wait on coming back because I have other people that want to come in. Nope, you're already back. <laughs> like, <laughs> why didn't Twitter let me know? I didn't fucking see this message. I felt so bad. Which later I saw him on, on Twitch and I was just like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. He's like, I don't worry about it. You're fine. It was really funny, though. Um, but uh, we got way off topic there. Uh, what was I going to say? It happens. Yeah. Oh, it was the, the, PETA thing. Yeah, the PETA thing. Yeah, the PETA thing makes me laugh just because they, they're never successful in their little things. They're never successful. You have a few people in the comments defending them, but they're always shut down. And it's always hilarious every time. So the PETA stuff doesn't ever bother me because they're just, it's never going to be successful for them. Um, the shit that bothers me is like when my parents go, I read a thing on Facebook. I'm like, ah, fucking no, no, please. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the stuff that really gets my goat. Cause my parents aren't dumb and I don't want them to like, have you ever heard of Gus Johnson? I have. He has a sketch that makes me laugh really hard. It was like, it was like old people's logic. And it was like, I don't trust the government. I don't trust the IRS. I don't trust this. I don't trust the mailman. And then it shows him at a laptop and there's a giant like uh, pop-up that says, clearly a scam, click here. And he was like, this seems this seems trustworthy and clicks it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking made me laugh. But um, that's the stuff that really bothers me. Like that's... Like I'm glad that that a lot of these uh, scam baiters are showcasing the the COVID nineteen scammers. Oh yeah, like Kit Boga and a few others. Yeah, because Kit Boga is hilarious. I fucking love Kit Boga. If you guys haven't watched Kit Boga, he streams live on Twitch. It's K I T usually. Yeah, K I T B O G A. He does it what usually on Saturday nights. Um, he actually does it most weekday, uh, weekday mornings now. Oh, I don't okay. Think he streams on the weekend. I could be wrong about that, but he does do also a lot of uh, a lot of reruns. I believe yeah. Or not. Um, uh, he uh, he also uploads them to his uh, YouTube channel. Yep. After the fact. It. Yeah. They are amazing. What he basically does a lot of a lot of scam baiters. They don't. They don't do what he does. What they do is they call and they fuck with the guy and the guy quickly figures out that it's a scam bait and then they get a reaction or uh, some are really clever and they'll like trick him into trick them into uh, uh, linking to a virtual PC via like a connection key sort of thing. And then they'll mm -hmm. hack into their system and start like deleting files and stuff, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um but what Kiboga does is he tries to keep them on as long as humanly possible. His record right now was having uh, two guys constantly call him as an old lady for 36 hours, I want to say, total. It might be longer than that. How long? It was like 36 hours total. Yeah, I think I, think I, I saw him recently post... Uh video how he had kept it up for about 36 hours combined it it's one of my favorite things like the whole journey is hilarious because he these guys are so confident sorry i dropped something on the ground so i sound like i was far away um these guys are so fucking confident that they're gonna get 
like a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand of this old lady that they just keep coming back and for more and more punishment. My favorite streamer, Milton T. Pike One, he uh, he he's constantly helping uh, uh, Kit Boga with like, hey, so the character that I'm playing, Edna, she's gonna call or Matilda or whatever, she needs to call her um her grandson or she needs to they, they this person needs to call yeah uh, um like for the one for the 36 hour one i think milton did twice but the first one that made me laugh was uh she kept getting intentionally other scammers to call her to which then she would put through in a conference call format and then she would get the guys that she had for 36 hours and this new scammer to argue with one another um, this happened so often that the scammers were convinced that she needed to change her, her phone number entirely. Um, so what Kit Boca had Milton do was come in as her uh, telecommunications like uh, helpline or whatever to change her phone number, to which he just kept offering new deals. All, just kept, kept offering new deals. And... Uh, it lasted a solid hour before the guy was just like, just change the number or just change the number. It doesn't need the, this is all ridiculous. Just change. It. He got so angry and it's so satisfying. It's so, so satisfying when that happens. Well, I mean, you know, he doesn't do anything to them to hurt them financially. No, he just keeps them tied up for uh, he he basically views it as as long as i have them on the phone they're not hurting somebody else exactly exactly you know he doesn't get racist with it or anything and i've seen some that get really racist that once they reveal to the scammer um that they baited them they start you know calling them derogatory derogatory names and i'm like you know that's not cool it was funny as fuck what you did until you started doing that. Right. You know, <clears throat> but well, that, like, there's, there's a couple things that Kit Boga just doesn't like, he'll just hang up on them if they start to do it. And that's if like, uh, and I heard this recently, that's why I'm mentioning it. But if they start to pretend that they're talking about suicide because they're not getting money, he just, he just doesn't, he doesn't, hand, he doesn't care. He hangs up. On yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, but the other one is if they start saying like racial slurs, he'll he'll hang up on them. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you guys should like honestly, Gus Johnson, Kit Boga, hilarious YouTubers slash streamers that I highly recommend. Gus Johnson's like sketches are like two minutes or less. <laughs> he has a few long ones, but they're fucking funny. Speaking of scammers, you remember that scammer that I dealt with a few few months ago? Yeah. On Instagram? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. That was. Do you still have uh, the, the, the pictures from the conversation? I do. I do. Nice. The transcript of the whole thing. I screenshot yeah. it and all. Uh, for the listeners, you know, I use Instagram. Um, and somebody who was started following me, I followed them back. And I'd been following them for a while. And I noticed hey, they haven't posted any new pictures in a while. But I'm thinking their account was hacked or maybe it was just, I don't know, but all of a sudden it became active again and they started messaging me and talking to me. I was like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? You know, and we got to talking about how I was into uh, building 
dioramas and doing miniature painting and things like that. And I was like, you know, it's, it's nice when it pays a commission, but you know, I really love the creative aspect. It keeps my mind occupied. And then they said, Oh, I see. I said, would you like to invest into something and make more profits? So I joked and I said, Oh, I don't have that type of income available. And, uh, and then they said, Oh, it's not much. You can start as low as $200 to which I'm like, okay, I'm being scammed. So I replied and here, I was thinking this wasn't about an exciting life changing opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I played so dumb. I kept that whoever it was. I kept on busy for nearly four hours. Um, I was playing pretty stupid, but yeah, there were 25 screenshots of it overall. That's funny. I, <clears throat> yeah, I, that's the way to fuck with them is to play stupid for a little while just to see how far you can take it. Mm-hmm. That's always the best. You're just like, oh, I'm, I'm an idiot. And they're just like, oh my God, my dick got rock hard. And you're like, I know that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, and yeah. Fucking, then I'm gonna tease the shit out of you and blue ball you. Watch this. That was the most derogatory way I could have explained that. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, I want to shift gears here, Josh, since we've been doing we're recording for about 50 minutes now. Um, Final Fantasy VII. So I beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it way differently than you. Oh yeah. Um. For anyone that hasn't played the new Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, the game is almost entirely different than the original. And I say entirely in terms of gameplay, visual style. Um, if you've never played the original, you don't have to, straight nope. up. Um, as a lot of people have said, like uh, Cody, the guy that does our intro for us, he said in, in a Discord conversation... This to him is the quintessential version of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, um, and it's only a small percentage of the game. Right. Uh, we're um, going to get more of it. It's just going to be an in installments, you know. Um, I was watching a streamer play it, and I noticed something, Josh. That there's a whole like setup for the village that Cloud grew up in. Mm-hmm. That Cloud and Tifa grew up in. Like that village exists already. Yeah. They built it in game, so um, I don't know how much they're gonna have to do in terms of making part two. But I'm fucking excited, um, and I know we we I mean we yeah you got to know that they've been working on it before the launch of this for the part one. They started working on part two back in November. Yeah. Okay. That, That's that when they sense. officially went to work on part two. Now, a lot of the assets that were built for part one aren't going to be able to be used for part two, but some were. But yeah, they, they, uh, I know there is a section of game where you do have to go back to Midgar. So we'll see Midgar again at some point, but. Right. I feel you know, like I feel like we're gonna see part two either next March or April, just like this version or this part. I would love for that to happen, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. Oh no 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 no! Well, there's no information, so no breath being held. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my that's my prediction at, at best. Um, but yeah, so so one of the big things about the game that is important to kind of note is that there is 
different ways to play it. I played it in the most story-driven way. Um, there are three difficulties when you start up the game. There's classic, easy, normal. You started on normal, right, Josh? I started on normal, yes. Yeah. Um, normal and easy are basically the same thing, just slightly, you know, less difficult enemies on easy. Um, I that, put on classic. That and like there were a few other things involving items and their potency. Yes. But yeah. Um, well, and nine times out of 10, when it comes to easy and hard or normal or whatever difficulties for video games, it all has to do with numbers. It really does. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. That's why I kind of hate the argument about difficulty. Um, because people are just like, well, why didn't you beat it on hard? And I'm like, why fucking it's just numbers. It's, it's, that's all it is. Like people are just like, Oh no, it's, it's a challenge. And I don't see it as a challenge for me. That's the problem. I don't. I've never seen it as a challenge. I just see it as like a frustration. So that's why I play all my games on easy, but whatever uh, you, you've never judged me for it. And I don't think any of our listeners would judge me for it, except for maybe Russ. Um, yeah, but Russ, he judges people um, <laughs> for everything. Like, you know, I love, I love Russ to death. I love getting in arguments with Russ just because I try to, see how absurd i'm trying to get him to see how absurd his viewpoint is on things when he starts right. going in on something he's like this is just dumb i'm like well why is it dumb russ well because of this it's like did you ever think about this he's like oh shit you're right and he comes down that that's <laughs> really i just love to make russ say shit you were right that's <laughs> uh, russ russ is great russ is awesome love russ. No, i love russ yeah um but yeah, so so I played the game on classic. That's what this boils down to. And classic is like, so the the battles are basically automatic. Uh, the the characters will attack and block as they see fit. You can at any point take control. Um, I legit don't remember what button it is to block because I didn't I didn't ever do it. The R one um, button. R one. Okay, I knew it was one of the shoulder buttons, but I couldn't remember. Um. Because the only time I ever actually picked up the controller and attacked was like if it was a bunch of shitty little small enemies that were going to take a long, it was going to take a lot longer to fight them because all Cloud or Barrett's doing is like blocking the half the time. And I'm just like, could you just attack them? They're tiny. You're not going to get that hurt. Um, hmm. But other than that, I would, I would let them like, if it was a major big boss battle, I didn't touch the fucking controller unless it was to do a special ability, a spell or use an item. That was the only time I ever touched the controller because that's the point of classic is you wait for their ATB um, to, to fill up and then you do something. It was high, low stress, high, low stress. It was, it was, it was very low stress is what I'm trying to say. Um, I enjoyed myself so fucking much with the game mm -hmm. because I did not have any stress with it at all. I just enjoyed the story that they were giving me. One of the things I really, really love about this game is it is super fucking anime. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> the way that Barrett like talks and animates is, oh man, it's perfect. It's just so corny, and I love it. He is great. Um, but yeah, dude, I didn't do any side missions. I didn't do a single side mission. 
Really? Yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to go to the, to the point that I need to be at to, to, well, here's the other thing, Josh, is I didn't need to, um, on normal, you have to, you have to level up in order to be strong enough to do later parts of the game. Um, I, I just went to the story parts and when I would get to a boss, because I wasn't touching the controller, because the difficulty is technically uneasy, my characters weren't getting, weren't taking that much damage. Um, so what what level were you when you finished it then? Thirty. Everyone was thirty. Hmm. Um, but I've heard if you play on normal, you got to be at like what forty to even get past the final bosses. Probably. I don't remember. All I know is I've hit the level cap at fifty, and I've been fifty for weeks. Yeah. But that's what I love about this game. There's no wrong way to play it, man. No, no, not at all. It's great. My first playthrough, I played through on normal. Then my second playthrough, I was going back through on normal to get all this shit I missed the first time. My third playthrough, which I'm on right now, I've been playing through on hard. And, oh, what a difference. <laughs> Isn't Max because- level Max level is 50. How long have you been at 50 in hard? Mm, I don't know. For a while. Probably, uh, yeah, a couple weeks. Uh, you know, I did uh, I did move, and, you know, during the move, I haven't been playing as much either. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I guess I I'm actually... How many, how many chapters uh, have you been at 50 is what I meant to say. Oh, I don't know. It was it was through my second playthrough. And you got to think I'm on my third playthrough now. Yeah, gotcha. And actually, I haven't done an entire third playthrough so much. Or I did a third playthrough. But I've there are some chapters I've played through a fourth time on hard just to get certain things that you can't do in a single playthrough and you have to go back and do. So... I've done everything except for two things in the game, and that's beat every chapter on hard, which as soon as I finish the final battle, which is what I'm at now, I will get that, and then I will also get the platinum trophy for getting all the other trophies. I'll tell you what the hardest thing about this game was, um, was the Pride and Joy prototype, uh, the ultimate weapon trophy. It's a simulator battle where you have to, on hard, which means on hard mode, you can't use items at all. And when you sit and rest, or when you rest in a bed, the only thing that's healed is your hit points. Your magic points are not replenished. The only way to replenish your magic points at all is by destroying the Shinra crates that are lying around randomly. Guess what? They don't. They do not always yield uh, magic points to replenish your magic points. I did find a workaround though. Save it, load your save, and it replenishes the crates. It's like starting a new game over. So if I were heavily depleted and in an area, I would just save it, reload the save, and do it. Sometimes twenty, thirty times just to get enough MP. But you know, it's it's that the enemies have a different AI. They don't attack the same ways. They have more hit points, obviously. 
uh, their attacks do greater damage, and they even have attacks that they normally wouldn't use. So hard mode differs incredibly. I mean, storyline, it's still all the same. Right. But the actual difficulty, this is one of the few games where I've seen a hard mode be that much more fucking hard than normal. Um, well, that's the, but, you know, that's really good because for people who want to put themselves through that challenge, they get to experience more than the people who didn't. Exactly. That's a great, that's a great uh, uh, reward. Yeah, and I've put 175 hours in already. Jesus. Yeah. The thing, the thing that kills me is I, I looked up like how long it takes to beat the original game, and it's like 40 hours max. Um, That's if you just do straight story stuff, straight storyline, and not side quests and shit. Right. Um, on average, if you do all the side missions, even if you're playing on classic, it should take you about 35 hours to beat this one. Uh, it took me 24 hours because, again, I didn't do any side missions. I didn't do any side shit at all. I think uh, it took me 42 on normal mode doing all the side missions. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, average, you know. 35, 36, somewhere in there. I would say that's a good average. Um, but if you think it from that perspective, if part one of this is taking that long, the whole thing when it's said and done is going to be like a fucking 200 hours. It's mm, so fucking long. It depends on how many parts they do. They're going to have to do minimum three, but they said maybe five. I'm probably thinking it's probably going to be a four-parter. If it is a four-parter and each part is, you know, 35 hours, let's see. Let's do the math on that. I'm not good with math in my head. That's 140 hours. Jesus Christ. I don't know how people are complaining about this game being not long enough. What? People complain? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I know. We've been over this. People complaining on the internet. Get out of here. That's not a thing. I, I mean, I, you know, it's it's a difficult thing to quantify entertainment. And yeah, some people say, right. well, this doesn't feel like a $60 game. And I'm like, I've absolutely gotten my $60 worth and then some three times over. Uh, I mean, if you, if you quantify it, say, for every hour I play is the equivalent to a dollar I spent on this game. If you play 60 hours, the game is paid for itself. Well, I put in 175 hours. That's three times over, you know, I just, and I'm still, I'm not tired of it. I want to play through it again. I love it. It's fucking great. I enjoy it immensely more than the original. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I totally understand. And it's only like 20% of the original. I've heard so many fucking people say like, I know that Final Fantasy VII is one of the most popular Final Fantasies, but I have had such a hard time getting through it because the graphics are so dated. And I oh, and they are. They absolutely early PS1 games suck. Uh-huh. The visuals. And um, and the character graphics in that game were awful. The backgrounds were fine. It was the character graphics, the individual characters that were awful. But even, you know, enhanced, retouched up versions of those graphics are still so bad and the story was good but everybody's always defending that game as the greatest final fantasy game ever and it's simply not it's it was a good story it was a fun game but there are others that 
to me blew it away. But yeah, yeah, it, so. it's it's a lot of fun. I've been I, having I, a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's it's that's ultimately what I'm getting is I really, really, really enjoyed myself with um playing through the whole thing and and like understanding what the fuck the story was about a little bit better than I had before. And I, I just really enjoyed it. And I think uh I think if you're on the fence, get it. Play it on any difficulty you want. If you play like I said, if you play it on classic, um it's like playing it on easy, but you don't really have to do anything unless you want to. So keep that yeah. in mind if you decide to play it. Um. Yeah, right now I I I, I haven't played. I haven't. I don't have it, and I, I, I'm not going to continue playing it just because I'm I'm not done at this point. Um, but I have like I'm trying to catch up on PS4 games right now. So like I'm playing through all the Uncharted's. I'm uh, fucking wonderful games. Um, I have uh, Detroit Become Human. Um, I I, I already beat Spider Man. Plus, like, there's games coming out on the Xbox that I want to play, and then of course I got you know a new game on my Switch, two new games technically on my Switch. Yeah, didn't you get the uh, remaster of Final Fantasy IX? Oh my God, yeah, there's that too on the Xbox. Jesus Christ, forgot about that. So yeah, that's one of the big reasons why I'm not like replaying Seven. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of stuff to do. Um. Uh, it, it, that that's one thing as gamers, you know, we've been very fortunate that a lot of great games have been dropping in the past couple of months because, you know, hey, it's very difficult when you are unable to work or unable to go out in your free time like you normally would. It's very hard to fill that time if I, you don't I'm have curious. a hobby. I'm legit curious, Josh. Like. Would Animal Crossing New Horizons sold as well as it has if the if the uh, pandemic wasn't a thing? Um, I really think it sold as well as it does because of that. I think it sold really well regardless. Yeah, yeah. I, I it definitely sold very well regardless, and it probably was going to anyway. But I think maybe an additional 10% of sales could probably be attributed to uh, quarantine. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit more than that because um, it's currently the the highest selling game on the Switch of all time for the past mm-hmm. three years. Um, and uh, I, uh, from my perspective, from my angle, like when I when I see that kind of like number, and I see how many it's sold. In its first day slash first week, is how many I think it would have sold regularly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say there's been a lot of sales post launch. Celebrities, tons of celebrities are playing it, and you know, there's a lot of people that are like, "Well, if they're playing it, I, like Danny Trejo's playing it, well, I gotta check this game out." And then they do, and they're just like, "This is delightful and not stressful at all." <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say that there is one thing that has been fantastic to come out of this, and that's uh, uh, Gary Witta's uh, Animal Talking talk show. I've not seen it. Oh, Gary Witta. Do you know Gary Witta is? Not off the top of my head, no. He wrote uh, Book of Eli and Rogue One. Okay, okay, yeah. A few other films and books, for that matter. Um, he uh, He's had a Twitch channel for a little bit, and he was streaming games off and on but he started streaming a lot of animal crossing 
And he ended up getting like the city backdrop, city at night backdrops for his uh, for a wallpaper. Um, so he went on the hunt for a bunch of items to put into his basement to look like a movie or look like an interview set, like a late night talk show. Oh, yeah. And he's he he uh, he's been finding celebrities that want to be on and, and be interviewed. So he's had like Elijah Wood, um, Danny Trejo. I'm picking up my phone to go to his Twitter account to see them because he's he'll advertise them in a, in a very specific way every time. Um, but it's fucking great, dude. Like, like the the uh, the celebrities that he's getting are also like they're not the type of celebrities that are well, you know everything's great over here because I have money. Like they're not doing that. They're, they're trying to be as entertaining and just talk about the industry as they possibly can. Cause Gary widow hates that fucking hates that. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. He just, he advertises a lot and I just keep seeing the same three. So there's an episode, um, from yesterday where he interviewed Duncan Jones, Paul Shear, and the Dapper Rapper. I have no idea who the Dapper Rapper is, but Duncan, Duncan Jones. Yeah, he did uh, Moon and um, the movie we didn't really like that we reviewed. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but everyone knows Paul Shear. At least I hope you do. Oh, I love Paul Shear. He's funny yeah. as hell. Um, the episode before that was Elijah Wood, Danny Trejo, and I'm trying to find the other person. Uh... Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, Danny Trejo is going to start his own um, his own thing uh, called uh, Danny's Diary, where it's like <laughs> little videos of him playing Animal Crossing. That's awesome. It's because so when most people think Danny Trejo, they think, "Oh, here's this big fucking legitimate badass," you know. Yeah, I mean, he he is. And just the idea he's just chilling out, happy as fuck, playing Animal, animal Crossing is awesome. Yeah, it's fucking wonderful. Um, I'm trying to remember who the third guest was on that particular episode, but I'm, he posts a lot on his Twitter. Jesus Christ. Uh, one episode he had um, Cliff Blazinski, Tom Nichols, and uh, LD Shadow Lady, who's just another streamer that is friends of his. But Tom Nichols, if I'm not mistaken, is the CEO of a development company. Hmm. Oh, no. Tom Nichols is, um, wow, I was way the fuck off, is an academic specialist on internal affairs, international affairs, sorry, international affairs, currently professor at the U.S. Naval War College and at the Harvard Extension School. His work, de- uh, his work deals with uh, issues involving Russia, nuclear weapons, and national security affairs. This guy, this fucking basically genius, is playing Animal Crossing and being able to be interviewed on Animal Crossing. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Alongside, alongside a streamer and Cliff Blazinski, you know, the creator of God of War. <laughs> that is pretty fucking cool. It's awesome. It, it, it's it's a nice eclectic grouping of people as well. I think my favorite moment so far was when uh, T Pain was on. So T Pain has 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 had a YouTube, or Twitch channel for a very long time, and he's been streaming for a hot minute. Um, but he was as a, he was on as a guest because he's been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. There is a crown in the game. I'm sure you know about it, Josh. That costs like it cost a million, million bells. I've yeah. seen it. 
So this girl who's one of uh, Gary's like assistants for inside the game. Yes, he has two. He has two assistants <laughs> to help with this whole thing. Um, she bought the crown and gave it to T Pain, to which he put it on on the show, and his excitement was fucking wonderful. That's awesome. It's so, dude. It's so cool. I'm trying to find some other guests that he's had because it's and see shit like that. That's that shit that. It just makes you feel good when you that in the show you mentioned that John Krasinski's doing. Yeah, like, um, like I want you know, people, check out Animal Talking. Check out some good news. Um, there's a lot of really positive stuff out there amongst the negative. I promise there there is, and and I'm searching for it and I'm trying to tell people about it because, well, I'm also suffering from mental exhaustion. You know my my. It did not help that my fucking car's transmission decided to act up in the beginning of all this. Um, or that you had the anxiety of moving. That does Oh, man. Not only that, man. It's like I was I was moving, and when I knew I was getting this place, I'm like, I'm going to be able to have my own dedicated hobby space. So I've got my own room dedicated to podcasting and then working on my projects, you know, building my dioramas painting my miniatures, building my model kits, etc. And I also am able to display my collection cohesively behind me. So I've been really excited about that. So I ordered a workbench so I would have a dedicated area. Because in the old place, as you were well aware, when I used to stream, uh, several factors led to it, but I set up my, my system, uh, my PC, in my kitchen of the old place. Uh, because we would do occasional cooking streams. Um, and, you know, the old office that I had everything in, it just, it wasn't air conditioned. We, we didn't have central air throughout. So the kitchen table was overtaken by all my project stuff. So if I wasn't working on something at the desk, I could just easily spin around and work on it at the kitchen table. Um, that was okay because of the space in the old place but this place is much more spacious and i was like honey i'm not going to take over everything i'm going to have my own dedicated room you can do anything you want with the rest so i ordered a workbench so i could have everything organized next to my desk in here workbench was supposed to get here on the 15th it was actually supposed to be here no later than the 15th but uh i ordered it on the second it took forever to get here. And then when it got here, it was so heavily damaged. That it looked like it had been shipped on a tricycle from California and went through a hurricane all the way to Virginia. Um, opened it up. And, you know, a, a workbench is a metal frame tabletop, usually a wooden tabletop surface and a wooden shelf. And it had a pegboard uh, to go on the back wall in a frame and a lot a lot was busted pegboard was broken where it bolts in in the two places the desktop the tabletop itself a couple of bolt holes where the frame bolts to it completely busted some l brackets were no longer l's they were beyond use and bent and warped so badly that the metal had cracked in them um just unbuildable unusable i was like god damn it that sucks fortunately the retailer i purchased it through their website 
was Walmart. And I was able to return it in store uh, the next day and got a full refund. That's great. But I wasn't going to order it through them again because I knew that would, go, that would be the same result. So Lowe's, the cheapest workbench they had that would be suitable for my needs was like $380, almost $400. I don't need something that big, you know. I don't need something that extravagant or heavy duty. I'm not doing heavy duty shit. You know, I work with foam and paints and, you know, clays and, you know, machets and shit like that. I don't need something heavy duty, so I don't need to pay you for the extra durability. Um, Harbor Freight is the only other place locally that carries the same style bench. They don't have any in stock. So I found one on Amazon, same style. For 125 and ordered it uh, on the Saturday that I took the bench this past Saturday. I took it back, and it's saying, "Ah, oh, this will arrive no later than June 3rd." And of course, it's not shipped yet. So I'm like, "Damn it!" So it's like I'm essentially going six weeks without working on anything because I stopped working on anything two weeks before we moved. Packed everything up in mid-April, all that stuff, and. It looks like it's going to be the f two weeks from now before I get that fucking bench uh, to get. And, and, you know, it's frustrating, and that hasn't helped because when I work on these things, it helps my mental health. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm, my mind's not running rampant. It's not like thinking about all the negative things I see. It's thinking. What can we create? How can we do this? It's finding these challenges of how do I make this look good? What do I do to replicate this? And I love the creativity that it brings and the, uh, you know, blending like when I'm painting the techniques that I use and the techniques that I learn and implement and improve my painting. Those are the kinds of things that keep me going. Not being able to do this shit for the past six weeks has really fucking taken a toll on me. Um, so it, it's 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 frustrating, but you know it's yeah. getting better. And two weeks minimum, I'll be able to. And I think honestly, uh, for everyone listening, I just want you to know that we we will if if you listen to this podcast for the reviews. Um, Thank you. We we are going to return to doing reviews every other week. It's just with everything that's been going on, it's been it's a lot too tougher. much. It, it's it's been yeah. We just want to try to relax as much as possible, and having to watch something to review cuts into that relaxation and stress relief. Yeah, I'm really happy that we started doing uninhibited because uh it allowed us the the uh the, the ability to keep the podcast going while dealing with a lot of life stress yeah yeah so um but yeah we will get back to it eventually but do understand that there's a shit ton of new content that's been coming out uh but it was also announced recently that dark season three the final season comes what? out next month that's not what i was i was talking about umbrella academy they announced uh, like June thirtieth or something like that. I thought I thought it was June thirty first. I could, I, yeah, it might be. I don't remember the exact date. Yeah, Dark, for sure. Baron Odar, uh, the creator of Dark, he said it's coming out next month. 
Oh my God. So regardless of what's going on, we'll be reviewing that and Umbrella Academy season two when it comes out. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, by the way, I found uh, a list of the episodes that you can watch of Animal Talking. So what's great is each episode runs from an hour to an hour 30 to two hours. There's like two two-hour episodes. Um, but he also, on his on his, on his his YouTube channel, which is just Gary Witta, he has uh, highlights. So you don't, you don't have to watch the whole episode. You can just watch the best parts. Um, but for full episodes, he's had Naomi Kyle... Um, his uh look at that oh my god yes more of that show and i'm so happy that the it's it's the last season oh it's the last season that's right i'm excited about that i did not me too um anyway so he's had his he had his uh his wife who's an assistant and his other friend who's an assistant kate stark who's an assistant um, and then episode four is when he starts getting guests outside of like personal friends. Um, so he had uh, Mike Drucker, who uh, worked at uh, IGN, I believe. Uh, Mary Kish, I don't remember who that is, and Raquel Lilly. On uh, episode five, he had uh, Felicia Day. On episode cool. six, on episode six, he had Jordan Mechner and Hugh Howey. Don't know who those are. On episode seven, he had I Justine. Uh, the guys from Penny Arcade and uh, Joey Noel. On episode eight, he had Colin Trevorrow. Um, Damn. Yeah, who wrote uh, Jurassic World and the sequel, but also wrote an entire screenplay for what was going to be Rise of Skywalker. Um, Emily Carmichael, not sure that is, and musician Ryan Miller. Episode nine, he had Greg Miller, Chuck Windegg, Windig and Samantha Rudy or Ruddy. Um, on episode 10, he had T Pain, Chastity Venencio, and Very Handsome Billy. I don't know who that is. Uh, episode 11 was Danny Trejo, Elijah Wood, Greg, Greg Gunberg, and uh, there was a fourth guest. It just says Jessica. I'm not sure who Jessica is. Um, and then uh, the most recent episode has uh, Tim Schaefer. And uh, what's good games? Um, here's the thing. He talked about on a stream. I, mean, I forgot to mention this before we cut. Oh, episode 13 has uh, Tom Nichols, Cliff Lazinski, and uh, LD Shadow Lady. Um, there have been a ton of people that want to be on his show to the point he's had to like hire an outside source to mediate that. Wow. To schedule guests. And uh, one of them eventually will be AOC. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm very like I it's 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 fantastic. But yeah, so that's what I was trying to find earlier. Oh awesome. my gosh. Oh, um the guy who voiced uh Sonic the Hedgehog in the in the recent movie, um Ben Schwartz mm-hmm. and Thomas Middleditch have a fantastic little comedy show on on Netflix right now. Like I definitely recommend watching that in your free time. It's pretty funny. What what's it called? Uh, Schwartz and Middleditch, I believe. I, it's not oh, a very okay. like complicated name. It's just their names, I believe. But yeah, yeah, shit's been eventful. <laughs> it really has. Um, 
we're going to continue trying to bring this podcast as best we can, regardless of reviews or not. And for those listeners that have stuck around with us, we absolutely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You guys are fantastic. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm just, I'm very appreciative and, and I feel lucky that we have the listeners that we do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice, you know, to start hearing a little feedback, um, from people, you know, when they listen, they say, Hey, really enjoyed what you guys talked about here and here. We've enjoyed having guests on, uh, definitely going to try to get more guests on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to talk to a few people that, uh, are, um, we've either had on as guests like the Abayas or, uh, uh, contact a few other friends that have that have their own podcast and maybe want to come on and promote and have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good time to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, speaking of time, yeah. it is dinner time here, and um, I'm starving. Well, why don't we go we, ahead? And wrap we got it. Yeah, yeah. We made a. Uh, I have to do one. <laughs> got a pot roast and veggies in the fucking slow Ooh. cooker. Yeah. I don't have anything. Last night was our special dinner. My mom, uh, she baked bread a few weeks ago. Um, oh, she got on she, that. She wrapped it up. Yeah, yeah. She wrapped it up in in uh, in uh, saran wrap, so it didn't go bad, and uh, put it in the fridge. And uh, last night, decided to make uh, French toast with it. So we had French toast with fresh baked bread and uh, sausage and bacon from the store. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. I know that French toast probably isn't. How do you make French toast with you not being able to eat eggs? Just I, don't eat, I don't eat French toast. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Madison and Misty enjoy it, um, but I don't eat it. Um, I feel like there's know, a way I... to make French toast without egg, but I, I wouldn't know. I'm 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 not sure, uh, but you know I do make pancakes, uh, but you know I don't make them from scratch. I use a mix, and I love the, the argument. Mix, you just add water. I love the argument of waffles versus pancakes because they're basically the same thing, just different shapes and texture. Because yeah. a waffle yeah. a waffle usually has um, more oil. Like say for instance. You know, and I'm not, I'm not talking making it from scratch, but say, for instance, you buy a, bo- a box of pancake mix. For pancakes, you're just going to add water and mix. For waffles, you're going to add water and oil and mix. And a waffle is going to be crispy, whereas a, but it's still pillowy and fluffy on the inside, but it's got that crispy exterior. Whereas a pancake, it's cooked, but it's not really crispy on the exterior. More cake consistency than a waffle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they're both delicious. Waffles are essentially crunchy pancakes with syrup traps. Exactly. That's that's exactly why I like waffles over pancakes myself, but I also find myself like with french toast, waffles or pancakes, they're just always so much more rich than I'm willing to eat. Like I can only eat like a couple pancakes. A couple oh, dude, dude, yes. I've told you that story about that time I ordered pancakes from a diner in Iowa. I don't believe so. I thought this was, uh, for some reason, I thought this was like a IHOP conversation. Mm-mm. No, went into this diner for breakfast one morning. I sit down, I'm looking at the menu. Pancakes, $1 each. 
Uh, I was like, oh, okay, I could eat some pancakes. So I ordered three pancakes, a side of bacon, a glass of orange juice, and a coffee. Um, the waitress, she looks at me, she's like, you want three pancakes? I was like, yeah. She's like, you sure about that? I was like, yeah. When she brings me my food about 10 minutes later, these pancakes are literally 12 inches across and an inch thick each. I ate like a third of a pancake. <laughs> the next day I went in, I was like, I would like a pancake, please. And she's like, sure you don't want three? I was like, lady, you could have easily guessed that I wasn't from around here by the way I'm talking. You could have said something yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. God, I wouldn't even begin to know where there's a place here in California you get a fucking pancake for a dollar. I don't think that exists. I guess yeah. if you ate a lot at the all you can eat at IHOP, <laughs> then you'd probably get a pancake for a dollar, but Dude, I'm IHOP. My friend Chas, she puked all over me at IHOP. <laughs> That's the story that I remember. Yeah. Um yeah, the weird thing is is like when we're at when we're door dashing, like there are three locations that are just ultra busy all the time. And it's Chick-fil-A, In N Out Burger, and Chipotle. And I don't get it because my dad and I are like, there are better burgers and fries in Oak Grove. There are better, there's better Mexican food by fucking far. Um, and those places are open. They need your business. And there are way better chicken sandwiches. And like, look at all the people that are frequenting those. White? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, they're white people. These are the people that think mayo is too spicy. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my that's the my favorite thing about In and Out is they're like, well, you can do animal style. You can have your your uh, your fries animal yeah. style. Well, what's that? Oh, it's all this ingredients on top of the fries that don't make them taste like fries anymore. And realistically, the shitty way that we make our fries doesn't matter anymore because it's covered in a bunch of shit. Yeah, I'm I, sorry, Five Guys is fucking amazing. So, oh, Five Guys is fantastic. I just don't like paying twenty dollars for a burger and fries. I agree to that as well. <laughs> I went there. Uh, actually, the last thing I did before the pandemic struck was I went and saw the My Hero Academia movie with my buddy Andy and his son, and we decided to go to Five Guys for lunch or for dinner and or for yeah for dinner. And uh, I had some money left over from uh, my uh, taxes, so I was like, yeah, sure, I can afford Five Guys. I thought fifteen bucks, and I ordered one burger, one large fry. And it was like, it was seriously like 21 something. Yeah, they're expensive. Um, ridiculous. But yeah, talking about food and I got dinner ready, I'm going to hop off of here. Yeah, so, yeah. I understand that. What, everybody, uh, if you want to follow us to stay up to date with us, the link's down below to join the Discord server, uh, order some merch, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. All those links are down below. If you want to follow me, uh, I'm on Facebook under my regular name. You can do so. Uh, follow me there. You can follow me from Instagram and Twitter on there as well. It's a public profile. And as for other shows, you can catch me on, on the, uh, aside from being here with Greg every Friday, you can catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figabangin'. 
And then every Friday night around 9 p.m. Eastern on MPSP Theater. Uh, they're a lot of fun. I enjoy doing them. And they're both live. Hang out when you can. And that's me, Greg. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere at Chub Rock Geek. That's uh, you know Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, what have you. Um, I do want to announce... What's that? Grinder. You said grinder. I, said I haven't that. signed up for a grinder, but I should nab that Chub Rock Geek there, huh? Um, Branding. <laughs> uh, so a while back, um, I did a fun little thing in Animal Crossing where I basically made a, uh, I made a game show, like a trivia game show. Uh, what I did was I took various uh, amounts of, of bells and I buried them. And uh, when you have friends over, they can dig up whatever you've buried. You can also bury stuff for them to get, I guess. Um, so the idea was if they answered a question correctly, they got to dig up a spot. Um, it was very quick and makeshift. And I, I really worked on the trivia more than I worked on the thing. But I didn't even, I didn't even put that much because I fucked up on some of the trivia too. I like wrote down the question, but not the answer. So I couldn't remember what the answer was. Uh, point is, is it's, it's, you can watch, you can see that on my YouTube channel if you want to see the first episode, but I also didn't have this mic. I didn't have the setup I have now. I didn't have a plan. So now I have like a whole, like a whole set for the game show. Um, a bunch of people have sent me things to help me make the set. So it looks great. It has cameras and lights and, um, podiums for everyone to stand at and they ring bells to, to, to chime in for when they want to answer the question. Um, but uh, also, I have our friend Valer, who's done some of the uh, the um, title cards. Uh, he uh, he actually did the all all quarantined up for us. Um, oh, he made he made the original logo too. Yeah, that's right. When we did the first episode, he couldn't answer a single question. He's just not good with trivia. He just isn't. Yeah. So I asked him to be my Vanna White. Um, and uh, I even found like a dress for him to wear in in game. Uh, uh, that's so, funny. Yeah. So when when the day comes, which will either be, uh, it'll likely be next week at some point. Um, so if you want to see that live, head uh, go follow Half Empty Energy Tank on Twitch. You'll be able to see that live there. Um, I wish I could stream it myself, um, but I'm going to actually talk to Michelle about using her uh, Nook phone camera to kind of film it properly for me, and then I can upload it from the from the uh, Twitch channel to my YouTube channel, like I did the other episode. Um, but I'm working really hard on some of the trivia. Like one of the categories that I have that I think is really fucking cool is. Um, let me find my list real quick because I just forgot it. Uh, so there's poorly described games. So I will give you a description of a game, poorly described, and you have to guess it. Mm, okay. Uh, the other one is a real or fake game headline. So you know how there's the website Hard, uh, Hard Times, which does a lot of fake game? Uh, <laughs> sent you a, a headline from earlier today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go on their website and find some of the best sounds like it's real headlines and then find some actual headlines. 
And, you know, uh, that sounds like crazy news headlines that you're not very good at. Do you really want to be in charge of that? Well, I think if I'm in charge of it, <laughs> I'll be all right. But I'm just fucking with you. I know. <laughs> I didn't uh, know how to respond to that other than like, <laughs> um, we should do that again soon, though. That's, yeah, we really should. Just making the time for it has been. Of course. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's, I totally get it. Anyway, you will get you some, some meats and some veggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go do laundry and then make my dinner, which will probably be corn dogs. Um, I love yeah. a corn dog. Oh, my God. Corn dog dipped in mustard. Dipped smothered in mustard. With oh, my God. Rings with really good onion rings. I wish I had onion rings. I guess we have onions. I could make onion rings, but that's also it's hot as shit in my house. So maybe yeah. not. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Take care, everybody.